Mulweni and welcome to Conversations with Langosi. As you all know, my intentions are nothing but to filter out the rhetoric and the propaganda so that we children of the soil can form opinions based on logic and reason. Mine is to inform, educate and entertain. Conversations with Langosi. This is yet another episode. Um, today we're going to be getting into the causes of forced child marriages in Africa. Basically, the effects, yeah, of forced child marriages. Because we went, we touched onto the origin um, and the causes. So now we're going to get into the effects of child marriages. Um, in Africa because obviously something does have you know its origin then what causes it and then there's like the after effect what happens after what happens when that has already occurred when it has happened yeah well, um, and I must say they are far from being beautiful you know they are scary um, so yeah let's get into it Examining the impact of child marriage can be complicated since many of the social circumstances that result from child marriage also tend to increase its prevalence. The Isle of Poverty is a good example of this. Poverty renders girls vulnerable to child marriage and is thus a cause, but girls who marry young tend to become trapped in poverty and it is therefore also a consequence. Okay, the first being the girls' education. The correlation between early marriage, low enrollment levels, and retention of girls in school is strong. The reasons for this correlation are complex. The lack of access to formal education remains a prime example of a social factor that is a result from child marriage. Render her available for child marriage. Victims of child marriage tend to have low educational outcomes due to them being taken out of school when they get married. Naive, I get guys. So, I mean, the reason they are then taken out of school is because then they are duties that the wives must you know girls and women must now carry out it's worse if you were married you know as a child and you were still in school you are then pulled out of that thing because of your duties that are also waiting for you and because well and jay these rules just don't make sense and they just were not for our people but they were not there anywho um Let's carry on. And so in the Gambia, 59% of girls with no formal education 
are married before the age of 18, compared to 48% of girls with primary education and 15% with secondary education. In some cases, girls and their parents are unaware or unconvinced of the long-term importance of education and are persuaded by the perceived benefits of marriage, assuming their husbands will support them economically. This then leads to poor enrollment and retention rates, with girls eventually dropping out of school. Unfamiliar school schedules can also contribute as a factor that barricades participation of the girls, as a huge number have responsibilities that may clash with traditional school timetables. Girls who are married are more likely to have children of their own and are more likely to be responsible for household tasks. These domestic burdens, childbearing responsibilities, and social norms result in a failure of prioritizing their education, which limits their access to formal and informal education on a global scale. Guys, Nyevage, 59%, now this is in Gambia, of girls with no formal education are married before the age of 18 compared to the 48% with primary education and only 15 sana with secondary education. Yeah, but this also is yeah, bonisa, this thing, but people remain unconvinced in these areas, but is it them being unconvinced or just not having hopes or like, I don't know, or just being unaware of, you know, the long-term results of actually getting an education i think also when schools are brought into these communities educate the religious leader i mean the religious leaders the traditional leaders the elders and jay of of the, the that community first about the good you know um the benefits of actually getting an education so that we could avoid the finances because anyendo is because what they are unaware. They are still stuck on that thing. You would say that men must provide therefore. And women themselves are probably even groomed into thinking or believing when you get married, at least your situation economically will become better. You know, subjecting themselves to abuse they are doing, but indirectly so because Abayas, you understand? And the circumstance, when you look at it, yo, uh-uh. Countries listed um, below have policies or legislation that guarantees the right to education for all children on a non-discriminatory basis. In some countries, basic education is free and compulsory for all and both governments and parents have an obligation to ensure that children go to school. Gambia. In the Gambia, the Children's Act stipulates that every child has the right to free education and compulsory basic education, placing 
an obligation on the government to provide access to education. The Women's Act of Gambia obligates government to promote the enrollment and retention of girls in schools and other training institutions and to organize programs for women who leave school prematurely. Ah, movement. That is progressive. We understand that. Big ups, you know, to the Women's Act of Gambia and big ups to the government. And also members of the community and the activists, everyone that is, you know, behind this 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 good thing that they are pushing. Um, may they continue, you know, because the fight is big, you know. And also may people also just come to party with familiarizing themselves with, you know, these things. But also may the government make it a priority to actually go back to the communities where poverty seems to have been the thing there and communicate them about implications you know that 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 people may face if ever they are found to be um doing this like purposefully doing this to you know uh, children young girls i mean this is basically you robbing them of their future so when you are aware of the children's act the women's act of gambia you know then there's that thing that that may you know snap at the back of their heads so i think it's a good thing in the drc the constitution provides that every child has the right to education parents are obliged to send their children to school and the government guarantees the right to free and compulsory education even in the drc I'm just here like, yes, progress, movements, you know? Yeah. There are also countries who have policies that allow girls who dropped out due to their pregnancy to return to school after giving birth, namely Uganda and Gambia. The Ministry of Education in Malawi is establishing mother groups in areas where a significant number of girls drop out due to pregnancy. Malawi also has special scholarships and subsidies that were created to encourage girls to remain in school. I'm sure this thing is now in place because during a time of this, actually, you know. So I think this thing is sikon. If not, I'm sure it's Sondela in actually being put uh, into to place and to use. Okay, so now that we are done, now that was education, the girls' education, right? Coming back to sexual and reproductive health and rights. Now, this is the second one, you know, the second um, impact, the second effect, yes. There are many negative health-related consequences of child marriage. Girls who marry young are often unable to use or access contraception, and this results to them quickly becoming pregnant. Are you listening? There are many negative health-related consequences of child marriage. Girls who marry young are often unable to use or access contraception, and this results to them quickly becoming pregnant. Mm. Mm, mm-hmm. Okay. 
In Mozambique, the likelihood that a woman has three or more children is seven times higher among girls who were married at the age of 15. Due to the girls not being physically, uh, psychologically, and physiologically um, ready for these, these pregnancies, puts the, them and, and, and their health, obviously, and the whole pregnancy thing, you know, at risk for premature labor complications during the delivery and maternal mortality and that is a problem guys it's a big problem moving on in mali girls who are married before the age of 15 are 21 percent less likely to receive medical care during pregnancy than women who married as adults Girls between 10 and 14 years old are five times more likely to die during pregnancy or childbirth as compared to older women. 10 and 14, guys. Five times more likely. 10 and 14. As for 21% less likely to receive medical care. <laughs> understand it's not as if these girls chose to become wives at a young age and fall pregnant you know for the staff to not even assist them when necessary you understand i'm just here like is that being done purposefully because one of their educated therefore they don't understand or is it the educated ones that ran away from this thing but yet they still feel like they are better no man whatever it is it must just stop it doesn't make sense to me 10 and 14 years old it's even worse Pella, when you look at that you know so that's these are people that actually need assistance shame i'm not saying others don't but i'm just saying 10 and 14 years old what mali uh -uh. in mozambique 24 percent of deaths among women aged 15 to 19 is attributed to maternal causes but this proportion decreases to 16% among women aged 25 to 29 and 8% among women aged 45 to 49 years of age. There's a decrease, you know, but still it's scary because 15 to 19, uh, Mozambique... Mm. Okay. The risks associated with early childbearing are ex- uh, exacerbated by the generally poor access to contraception and sexual and reproductive services across Africa. This means that girls in child marriages are not able to control their fertility. For instance, in Mali, it is reported that after being married, just 7.7% of girls use contraception. In many of these countries, studies came back showing the men that men make decisions regarding when sex happens and whether contraception are to be used in a marriage. Due to the girls often marrying significantly, uh, significantly older men, their power when it comes to negotiating is reduced by the age difference and by possible economic and social dependence. This is low-key a form of bullying and abuse. If you have a problem, that means In Mauritania, 60% of married adolescent girls have husbands who are at least 10 years older than they are. 
These power and age differentials constrain and disempower girls in many situations, but in particular, they limit girls' abilities to negotiate safer sex and the use of condoms or other contraceptive uh, contraceptive methods or contraceptions, whatever it is. They also increase girls' vulnerability to physical and sexual violence coming back to land obesity and get forms of abuse really it qualifies yeah but girls in child marriages are especially vulnerable to infection by hiv and other sexually transmitted infections this is partly related to their reduced ability to negotiate condom use but also because the tendencies for girls to marry older more sexually experienced men who are more likely to have been exposed to STIs. This may also be because some child marriages are also polygamous, you know, which then increases the girl's exposure to their husband's lifetime sexual experiences. This is unfair, guys, because what if that girl and it just took one grumpy old sick man to just come and destroy her future like that? I, uh-uh. In Cameroon, 20% of married adolescent girls are in polygenous unions, which is a problem, pet. In sub-Saharan Africa, Adolescent girls are between two and six times more likely to be HIV positive than boys. Girls may also be biologically more vulnerable to HIV infection as their vaginas are not well lined with protective cells and the cervix may therefore be eroded easily. The top um, 10 countries, which were the ones that the study was conducted on, guys, are Cameroon in no specific order. Cameroon, Malawi, Mali, Kenya, the Gambia, Mozambique, Mauritania, Uganda, the DRC, and South Africa. This is scary, guys. Like, I don't know, but this is scary. Okay, this is scary. The main fact about these girls are at high risk of also contracting STIs and HIV. That's the same thing I'm saying. Because sometimes these parents don't even think of the after effects. Or a lifespan, But also, if nothing is done about this, we are in trouble, you know. We are really in trouble. Because then trying to combat the spread of the virus becomes a myth. We understand. If Butua by 2050s or BC West left, it becomes a myth because then this isn't like any guy's big time, you know. And at times I question what the African Union does at times. You know, what is happening? Because even if there are things that are being done, why is it not documented and why are we not told about certain things? You understand? Why must one even struggle when it comes to looking for information regarding this thing? Because it's supposed to be out there to educate everyone else. You understand? 
But in noise, not we can stand in solidarity with them, but also who are we if we are also still part of the problem ourselves as South Africans when Ogotwala is still there? And we can't say it's not happening because we don't hear about it in the news. That is also a problem. You understand? So, yeah, no. There's a big problem, you know, and it must be dealt with. Yes, there are policies that are put in place, there are laws that are new ones that are being introduced, others that were there, and an end. But that is just not enough. There's only so much a policy can do, there's only so much a law can do. But if I'm in a rural area and I don't understand the importance of education, how much more when it comes to these policies and these laws, you know? Uh-uh, guys, you must think of these things as well. Um, but this is scary. And that was that, Gebantase. We have touched on to child marriages in Africa. We went into the origin, uh, the causes, and now the impacts, the effects, you know. And yeah, it wasn't an easy one. Like, yeah, I'm sure you also heard me complain a bit earlier on. <laughs> But I'm just here, like, I think I, I have every right to be mad as an African child, you know. This is scary to think my fellow sisters in other African countries are going through the most. And yet nothing is being done. Also, it's because of poverty. But then also, what must happen if the leaders of that country parade themselves in lux- luxury, luxurious cars, and, and there's a problem and nothing is being done and everything is being protected or coated with that brush of, you know, um, in the name of culture, in the name of religion, then you stop questioning. No, that doesn't mean you must stop questioning. Continue questioning. Because if you stop, that means you support this thing. It's a problem. Because in as much as in, in some cases, it's, it's okay. But you are stressing about Zalbeno. And guess some of you because like I said, Mshampan understands once Natoli understand. But there are those that do it forcefully. They must stop it. They must stop it. Because some take advantage of the fact that I'm young and I don't know. And you uh you know. You've been, you've seen. Now what? You chose me and so charm me, blind me, take me out of school, finish me off. Uh uh-uh, uh guys, no, it's not fair, man. It's not fair. You know, it's not fair. And you know, growing up we're told about something that used to happen. But researching and finding Korea, this thing is there and it's still part of and our country is also there. It makes you literally a shiver you start shaking because you are just there like, yay, you know. But yeah, hey, that's just about it. See into Yandoni. The origin of child marriage in Africa. This is the third part, and we are done. If you have any questions, feel free to ask on any of the platforms that you use to listen to this podcast. Um, and thank you, big um, Gakulu, very much, big match to um, the human rights uh, those from the University of Pretoria and those, the researchers that actually took their time to compile this report. Thank you very, very much for that because if it weren't for this and, you know, your hard work, we wouldn't know. We wouldn't be away, you know. 
thank you once again and to any of you that actually want to go and conduct a research further just punch it in there in google but don't just wait literally dive into these things and browse so that you look for what you're looking for the reason i made use of this like i said is because it had the information that i needed to actually yeah so there are other reports there's everything you know you can actually just go and once again thank you so so much for lending an ear to those of you who um, are based in the Ekurleni region um, known as the East Rand to those of you who do not know um, especially if you are in your early 20s and you are still a college or university student um, feel free to do a little bit of research on Ama NGOs that are actually around you that I, that can assist you as a young girl, you know, um, with familiarizing yourself with the dangers, um, healthcare, and and all of those things, you know, therapy that you need help on so that you don't lose yourself now because you feel pressure or you feel lost, you know. Um, one that I know of, one that I'm part of, is the Last of the Twenties Foundation. You know, I will get onto it uh, later on, but it is for young women in their 20s. Before we get to our 30s, you know, um, we are also then um, surrounded by grounded women, women that have uh, our sisters, our older sisters, yes, who have who have made mistakes in their 20s that are actually here and available and they're here to actually teach us certain things and help us avoid making the same mistakes that they did you know there's a lot of things it doesn't just end there but yeah guys um i will tell you as time goes hopefully i'll also manage to get the founder of the organization here and ask her like a few questions so that you are aware um, of the NGO people of Ekurleni. Once again, thank you so, so much. Enjoy the song that I am to play for you.